JNAC podcast listeners, I'm just going to be first G for a minute. So everyone that knows me knows I'm a Marvel person, right? I love the Marvel movies. I love Captain America, Iron Man, Black Panther, all of that kind of stuff. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. And in those comic book movies, there's always a post credit scene. Something that's not part of the main movie, but something that gets you excited for the next viewing or whatever. So as you guys know, tying it back into why exactly I'm telling you this, as you guys know, I said we did a Meet the Pastor series and it went very, went excellent. It went very excellent. The response was, was deafening, deafening. Everyone I talked to was like, they were really enjoying it. They were learning. And one of the prevailing comments, though, that I've been getting is, well, what about you, First G? What about your Meet the Pastor episode? Where is your Meet the Pastor episode? And I used to always tell them, you meet the pastor with me every time we have a podcast. Like, I'm the host. I'm as transparent as can be. But I guess that wasn't good enough for these people. So I am going to record a post-credit scene or post-credit podcast for the Meet the Pastor series featuring me. Uh, you need that. <laughs> so, yes, that is what we're going to dive into today. Yay. Even though I'm not a liar, JNAC listeners, podcast listeners, please don't think that I'm a liar. The Meet the Pastor series is finished. This is a post-credit scene post featuring scene. yours truly. I got my lovely wife here, my my co-host, Hello. Tiffany Peppers, That's in the me. building, senior Pastor, what what do they call you? S P S P T S P T. That's what the pastor team call me. S P T. Pastor so, Fatima started that. So again, guys, welcome to the JNAC podcast. My name is First G, your welcome. friendly neighborhood podcaster. This is my lovely wife, Senior Pastor Tiffany Peppers. We are here for a special post credit edition of Meet the Pastor, and it's going to be featuring me. So I don't really know how this is going to go, guys. Listen, one of the things you guys need to know about me, my life isn't that exciting. I didn't go to prison. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't join the gang. I don't have a lot of interesting stories to tell. I didn't even meet any famous people. I mean, I was cool on my couch, you know. I was just, <laughs> I was just hanging out. So, But I'm going to give the people what they want. First G, meet the pastor, post-credit edition, and my lovely wife here is going to interview me because I can't interview myself. No, That's kind of narcissistic, right? It sounds like it. So, First G, tell me about yourself. Well, First G, <laughs> listen right. here. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited about this, though. I'm excited. That was a really, really long intro, though. Okay. It was a long intro, but no, don't you don't have to go back and fix it. No, it's but three minutes. What? Three minutes, really? Yeah. It was like it was. I felt like somebody had to come play that music, like when you be up at. The, you gonna uh, play me off the Oscars already? <laughs> I was thinking of a funeral. Oscars, okay. Uh, Oscars. Oh, a, a funeral. <laughs> Wait, so I'm dead? No, no, don't do that. <laughs> All right. So first, G, I am excited because people have been asking. Believe it or not, 
People have been asking. Why you got to throw in the believe it or not? No, because you're like, you're on here every week. Like you've been on every podcast, but people still want to know. And you, you say that you just been on the couch, but sir, you are married to the lovely vivacious. Vivacious? Yes. What does that mean? You know, I'm, I'm going to show you what it means. <laughs> <laughs> vivacious don't, no don't, beautiful this ain't that type of podcast yes lovely sanctified let's let's throw that in there since you know we are adding all these words tiffany peppers you are married to her i am so i'm a lucky guy you that's are. all you need to know about first g episode right. over. <laughs> episode over <laughs> all right but no seriously so I'm gonna ask you some questions, mm-hmm. and you're gonna answer them, and we're gonna see where this go. You're gonna see where you, it go. You a character? I I am a character, and y'all need to know something about me. Uh, well, know something about this podcast. I did not prep for this at all. You did not zero prep. I was just like, let's do it off the cuff answers. If I remember, I remember. If I don't, I don't. Yeah. So let's go into it. First off, tell us about Little First G. Now, my mama has a thing. That she says, because she talks about you. <laughs> she says, you have been all nationalities <laughs> over your life. Tell the people what your actual nationality is. All right, y'all. So my mother is part Greek, part Armenian, and my father is all black. Yes. Like we're talking about down south. Arkansas. Arkansas. Mississippi. Mississippi black. So <laughs> Raised in Racine, Wisconsin. Raised in Racine, Wisconsin. <laughs> and they never lost. The, my, my dad's side of the family never lost the southern twang. You, they did not. You hear it in there in uh, everything that they talk yes. about. So, yes, I know I'm not Puerto Rican. I am not Hispanic. Uh, which no I get a lot. No type of Latinx. You do. People walk up to us all yes. the time yes. speaking Spanish. I get a lot. Like, and you be looking and like. When, when I, we take our trips like to Miami or something oh, like that. big time I'm Miami. I'm getting called Hector and all of that <laughs> kind of stuff. And again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just no. saying that people really don't know what I am. And, right. you know, even the, the people here. So the funny story, uh, you remember when we went to that church conference? Yes, I was about to say yeah. that. <laughs> and so me and you sat down. In the church conference. Yes, it was at, it was at Victory. Yeah, and uh, we were just sitting there. I wasn't going to mention the church. because It's I okay. It's not anything bad about the church. Well, you know, it's a little bit. <laughs> it's a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the, we just sitting down. The conference, the conference, the service hadn't started yet, so we just sitting down. We were in I'm our looking, seats. In our seats, getting with ready. With our badges yeah. and our, our notepads getting ready. Getting ready for the word. And all of a sudden, I get a tap on my shoulder, and it's one of the ushers. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? It's like, excuse me, sir. I think you dropped your name badge. And the name on the badge said Hector. And you were like, I have my name badge yeah. on. And I and I was like, I have my name badge on. <laughs> he was like, oh, but no, I think this is yours. Yeah. It's like, oh, I thought this was yours. I'm like, uh, why did you think it was mine? Because <laughs> you were the only non-melanin person in the room. <laughs> that's That's just... That's just wrong. But yeah. It was hilarious, though. Yeah, it is hilarious. We have laughed for so long about that story. We have. it because it was funny. We it wasn't have. Hector, though. I think it was another name, but... I thought it was Hector. Was it Hector? Yeah. It was funny, though. It was funny. So my I mom says, funny. My mom says that you have been every nationality, and, like, it is funny, because when you look at your... When I look at your pictures, mm-hmm. you've, like, changed over the years. Like, you were a little white baby. Mm-hmm. Then you were looking, you know, like you were... <laughs> You just <laughs> loving this, ain't you? No, I'm just I'm just expounding, explaining to the people. This isn't a video podcast, right. so I can't show them the pictures. Right. So I had a, I had a phase when I looked like I was black. 
You had a face when you were in high school, kind of yeah. middle school, high school. You looked like a light skin. That was when you uh, looked like a, a a version of Drake. Yeah, you call that was your Drake days, yeah. and then you had your Jason, Jason Kid, your Jason Kid era. Yeah, and then and then and you, now your mom thinks I'm Hispanic. Yes, <laughs> you went back to Hispanic. You've just been so, all over so the board. So now that we've determined that your mom's a racist. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Don't put my mama out there like that. You know that your pictures are interesting in how you've changed over the years. Because sometimes we show the kids your pictures and they're like, this you? Yeah, they like, don't believe it. They don't believe it's you. First of all, I was about 100 pounds, 150 pounds lighter. <laughs> yes, but you're you getting there now. So I'm getting there. You are getting there. So you've had, a, you've had an interesting childhood. Tell us a little bit about, like, you growing up. What kind of kid were you? I already kind of know some of these answers. Yeah, but. I was spoiled. I was spoiled kid. So I was the only child. Yeah. And um, I, I grew up with, with both parents in the house at first. <laughs> at first. Uh, so, yeah, I was the only child, and I was very spoiled. Um, you know, truth be told, my mother found out she was pregnant with me by the taste of a beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she t- that's what she tells me. She said she was out um, hanging out, tasted a beer, and was like, that's why does this beard taste so weird? And I don't know. I, I I never asked her like, well, how does your mind immediately go? I think I might be pregnant. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't understand how that correlated with each other. I want to know if she finished it. I, I think she kept drinking. She probably did. <laughs> she probably finished it because you know. Yeah. But you know, my mother, my mother was awesome. Mother, she loved the heck out. She yes. still loves the heck out. Yes, of me. she does. Shout out to Ice. So, so, <laughs> They they don't know what ice is. I know, but shout out so, to ice. Yeah, my mother loved me so. So I was spoiled. I was, you know, I had my own room. I had my toys. I had all that growing up, and um, it was it was it was cool. It was awesome. But you know, like you know, the old home movies. Sometimes I look back on and I'm like, man, I was a mouthy little kid. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, I was. I could see you. Yeah, I could see you. I was being a, a mouthy little kid. Little I, was a little, I was a little opinionated brat. I'll say yes. that. In your pictures, when I saw your pictures, I I could tell you could that tell. was a bad kid right there. I wasn't bad. I was just mouthy. Yeah. I wasn't bad. That I was got bad. I never really got into trouble. Although, you know, so, you know, I went to, I went to, I went, I lived in Waukegan pretty much all my life. So I went to, I went to middle school, uh, sorry, elementary school at Jack Benny. Jack Benny. Over there. And um, there used to be a jewel right by the Jack Benny, which I had to walk because we live close to Jack Benny. So we had to walk. And uh, and shout out to the to the security uh, the crossing guard. Remember when we had crossing guards? Yeah. And at all these years later, even as an adult, she sees me and remembers me. Still. Really? I haven't seen her in some years. Yeah, so you I were don't, probably I don't bad. Know. They don't remember the good kids. Yeah, I don't remember what <laughs> I don't know what happened to her now. But uh, yeah, I remember as an adult, she used to see me. It was like, oh my god, I remember you. I was a crossing guard. But like I said, I used to walk to Jack Benny, and I used to steal. <gasps> from the jewel. Oh. And let me tell you what, what I used to see. I used to see you should have been in prison. I should have. <laughs> that led to steal? a life. That led to a life of a crime. Life of y'all. crime. <laughs> no, I, so so I used to take Big League Chew. I don't know if you remember Big League Chew. I do. And it I didn't used, hold its taste. And I used to taste yes. And I used to taste ner- uh, take nerds. 
the little nerds candy. I wasn't a big candy eater, but yeah, that's what I used to but do. But you so. used to steal from the jewel. I used you to owe them. steal from the jewel. I'm going to start shopping at Jewel I, from now on because you know they expensive. No, Jewel gone from but now. But the, there's a Jewel. There's a nah, there's still there's more Jewels. My statute of limitations <laughs> is, I'm is already passed. This is going on Dude. this podcast. They're going to find out. And you're going to owe some money. Big League Chew. So, yeah, but growing up, growing up, like I said, I was spoiled. But um, one of the things that was happening with me, and y'all forgive me, I, my memory might not be as good as uh, some of these other pastors that I interviewed. But uh, one part about my childhood that I can't remember is we moved around a lot. Um, I, my parents was apparently in the in the drug game. Uh, <laughs> you going to put them I, out there like I don't, that. I don't know. Uh, the full extent of it, because like I said, they they shielded shielded me from a lot of that. But you know, I used to, as I got older, I used to meet people, and they used to come up to me and be like, "You know what is is Greg Peppers your father?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is." And they like, "Man, you know, some people get to talking and they shake." I remember their head. your daddy. I remember. I remember, <laughs> and your mama too. I remember. It's like. Boy, we was crazy back then. You know, it, and they used to, they, they wasn't the most, uh, they wasn't the most, uh, <laughs> they wasn't, they didn't look very wholesome. They weren't wholesome with. people. No, I, I ain't judging them, but it's like, you just know. And it's like, they used to say that in the tone that, that was like. You know, they wasn't up to no good. Yeah, it wasn't nothing good going on when they was back in the day. <laughs> So, but your yeah. dad used to play uh, baseball, softball. softball. My dad used to play softball, so mm-hmm. I remember going to softball. And he went all over the country playing softball. I think I don't know about the country, but That's he what... went. He went in in the different areas. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so, but you know, their life, that the home life, even though they shielded me from a lot of it, I knew there was there was fighting going on. Um, I remember instances of, you know, when it got real bad and. Um, like I said, we had to move around a lot. I, there's every corner of Waukegan I remember <laughs> staying in. And, you know, it, it wasn't – I ain't trying to paint it as I had a horrible childhood. I'm just giving you some some facts about it. And uh, so we did that. And I just remember one day, too, and my mama might kill me for – Don't get, say nothing. Get, your mama going to be mad. Getting information wrong. Yes. But I will she say – You're going to have to invite do, her on here to I do remember one day. <laughs> I do remember one day my father was out. Like I said, they they weren't on the best of terms all the time. They they weren't married, um, but they weren't on the best of terms all the time. It was always some conflicts going on. So I just remember one day having to pack my stuff up and my mama telling me, hey, we're leaving. And <laughs> and dad wasn't at home. So it was just a sneak out type of thing. One day, I we just I wasn't living with both my parents anymore. <laughs> it just happened overnight. It just happened. Overnight. I had no clue what was going on, but it happened. Yes. I think my mama did something like that, too. Really? Yeah, yes. Yes. But I wasn't with her at the time. But yeah. I think she might have did something like that, too. Yeah. So Leaving I, in the middle of the night yeah. or in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. I remember doing that. and Sometimes it'd be like that. You know, continuing on. But I was always the type of kid where it was like, huh, well, that's weird. Well, all right, let me get back to the He-Man and stuff like that. <laughs> you went back to your toys. <laughs> I was like eight years old when that happened. Yeah. I believe I was like eight years old when yeah. that happened. Well, yep. if not, she's going to correct you. She's you going to correct know that cause, me. Because Ice listens to the podcast. Shout out Mama Rose. <laughs> Shout out to Mama Rose. So you grew up and um, you went to high school. Yep. I know the kids, uh, BJ, he never believes you playing basketball. No, he doesn't. Because you played basketball for Waukegan. I did. Um, 
and you and it's funny because we didn't know each other in high school but you're a year under me right a year yep. a year under me yep and um but we didn't meet nope no, we That's didn't meet till we were whenever, much older. Whenever someone tells me, yeah, uh, so you guys were in high school together, I'm like, she got to, I got need receipts. <laughs> she got to prove it to me that How she actually went to How come nobody believes Waukegan. I went to Waukegan? Well, listen, because I tell you, do you want to know why? How I, I already know, know why. Don't say so, it in public. <laughs> listen, you were a very attractive lady. Very attractive lady. I was an attractive lady. That means young that I would have known you. Back then, in I high was school. there. I just did not go to school you, often. You didn't go to school. That's what I'm saying. I, you weren't there at all. I did not. I kept to myself. Uh, although you did go to prom with, with I my, did. With my, I went to prom. We friend. found that out after we were married. That I went to prom with your friend. Shout out Twinkie. Yes, I went to prom with your friend Ricky. Ricky Twinkie. I went to prom with him. Yep. And me and him worked together at Burlington Coat Factory yep. while we were in high school. Yep. And so. I remember I remember prom because I decided I wanted to go and I probably was not the best date because like he was just a friend from work and I was like, you know, I want to go to prom and five different guys asked me to go to prom. Five different guys, huh? Yeah. So somebody knew me at school and that holds up your belief that I was an attractive Some lady. Some of the people that knew me knew you. So I know. You know, that, I, know. I guess that I guess that's proof. Yes, and so they asked me to go to prom but I was like I, to be honest, I knew Twinkie well enough to where I knew if some of the other ones, I was like, if we got into a fight, I wasn't sure if I'd get it. Twinkie but Twinkie be all was, good. <laughs> yes, Twinkie, Twinkie was was he was a sweetheart. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna go with Twinkie because I know he ain't gonna try nothing. Right. So I, I went with him and because uh, I didn't trust some of the other ones. Right. And um and I went to prom because and I was home by midnight. I was a very bad date. I just wanted to go. Yeah, I went to I went to my prom too and. uh it was it was cool, but as you look back on it now, I believe like I, I remember I borrowed my my grandfather's Cadillac yeah. to drive to prom. Yeah. It was an old school Cadillac too. And then it didn't even look good, but it, it, didn't was, even, it, was, but a it was a Cadillac. And you know, whatever. Twinkie got a limo. Yeah, so. I didn't get a limo. Yes. So a uh, funny story about high school. So uh, you know, like I told the story about moving out. Um, you know, my mother met my stepfather. Um and he is uh, who I attribute to continuing to raise me. I don't, I don't want to. I'm not saying my my actual father did not raise me because he did, um, but our relationship kind of soured after I left because he probably was looking and was hoping that I was going to move with him. You know, when he actually came home from the tournament and found out we wasn't there no more. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know anything that happened after that. I don't know when he found out the conversation. Don't I don't know none of that. Yeah. I don't have you, any You were of in that. your eight-year-old world yeah, with he made. I have none of that information. It's good that you didn't know. I just I just know that the relationship went sour there. I remember spending weekends with him and we we was only in Waukegan and they was in he was in Racine. So I remember all, doing all of that and and still keeping the relationship there, but I think, you know, this is my own opinion. I think he was still in love with my mother and I think it really hurt him and you know, I didn't understand that at the time. I just was like well, I don't want to move away. I want to. I'll stay here with with mom, you know. And it wasn't like a slight. I wasn't saying that I don't want to be with you. I want to no, be with mom. You was just a mama's boy. I I guess I was just a mama's boy. You you. I know you a mama's. Boy. All right, I was a mama's <laughs> boy. So you know, I I our relationship soured from there. Um, but 
he did what he could and and he still is doing doing what he can. So shout yeah. out to uh mid senior senior Greg GP. Peppers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um but then you know like I said my mother met my stepfather and he raised me um through high school and stuff like that and um you know shout out to Mr. Robert Bankhead too um you know he holds a place in my heart as well. Yeah. He recently pa- he passed uh was it last year or was it the year before last? I can't remember. I you know sometimes when you're in the church world all these deaths come and left and right uh dealing with funerals and stuff but so growing up uh then like I said my stepfather and my mom didn't have the best relationship either. Maybe maybe my mama just wasn't good at picking out. <laughs> I don't See, know. See, you are really gonna get in trouble. <laughs> you are you are grounded. My mama know I love me. And listen, this is what we do on the JNAC podcast, right? We talk. That's why she don't, she ain't, she's gonna get you. She she's gonna talk. We I gonna just talk. want you to know, Rose is not me. Okay. Well, anyway, um, I remember a time. So speaking of prom, you was bringing up prom. Yeah. So I remember a time in high school. Um, they were split up. They split up around my junior year. Um, and toward the end of the year after school, me and my mom actually moved out of the house and got an apartment. Yep. So as summer went on, uh, beginning of school was right around the corner and they reconciled, which I figured they would, which was, I was like, why are we moving out and getting an apartment? Right. But you know, with apartments, you you, can't get out of it. You can't get out of the lease. So. The idea was had. Well, I tell you what, you going into your senior year of high school, you got a car. You know, I had a, I don't even know what kind of car I had at the time. Was that the one that got repossessed, that Mazda? No, it wasn't that. Uh It wasn't the Mazda. But um, I remember uh, being like, okay. And my mom was like, well, I tell you what, why don't you just stay there? As a senior in high school, on your own. So, y'all, listen. As a senior in high school, that's how I wound up with a car and an apartment that I wasn't paying for. <laughs> Can we say spoiled? Spoiled indeed, but I was a senior with my own spot. And all of the friends. And That's, how, yeah, that's why you were so popular. It was a little rough. <laughs> it was a little rough, to say the least. It was a lot going on uh, over there. In those there. apartments. Little apartments over there by Hillary's. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. I don't know. Those, all right. Yep. They weren't okay. that bad back then. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're going to move on from that. But no, nah, but the story about prom, that I told you that to say that I was in that house during when uh when prom came around. Uh and I remember going to pick up my tux the day of prom. I went to go pick up my tux. I don't know why I was picking up the day of prom. Or maybe I was doing something else. I, th- I could have swore I was picking up Tux. But I came back to the apartment, got up the stairs, hit my pockets. I didn't have no, I didn't have no keys. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. So I go back downstairs to the car. Like I said, I, had, I, had, I was using my grandfather let me use his Cadillac. Keys wasn't in the car. I locked my keys in the house on prom day. It was like maybe... Two hours before before I was supposed to pick up my date. So I had to go wound up having to call a locksmith to come in and open the door. I had to pay, man, I don't know, it was like $50, $60, $70 to 
to have them come. You know, I had to prove that I lived there. Yeah. And then uh, I had to do all that. And then I was rushing. But I made it. But that's why you brought a prom. I was like, I remember that story. Wow. This is you. Your, 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 your picking up your outfit totally sounds like GP to me <laughs> because that is you. I promise you. That's one of the things you said about even being forgetful. Like yeah. even now, yeah. like that's one of your traits. Yep. And I know you hate that, but that's one of your traits is you will forget. I, I promise most of our arguments are about what? Forgetting. Yes. <laughs> I'll say I will. You will say, "Hey, such and such." I'll be like, "I literally just said that five minutes ago, and you didn't hear me." Yep, yep. that is very true. Yes, that but I love true. you anyway. I know I love you too. You, and you know, I think one of the things that I want to get into because I want to ask you about you know um, being first G and all that all that that supposedly is. But I wanted to get into you and your confidence because a lot of people don't don't know this about you you have you have uh you have one tattoo that says what the goat the goat and i got it when i was nine when i was 18 years old. 18 years old no i'm 19 sorry 19 years old. yeah i thought it was 19 you said you were 19 years old mm -hmm. you got that tattoo. i got it tattooed on my arm i got it tattooed on my arm because of uh the ll cool j album the <laughs> yes. goat which yep. he released that album. And uh, I was like, the greatest of all time? Think I will. <laughs> I believe, I believe I will do that. Yeah. I will partake. So, yeah, yeah I, I think you're getting into the fact that I'm, I am i don't lack confidence. And I will say that that's, that's a very true statement. However, it's a loaded statement. Yes. It's a very loaded conversation. The reason why I don't lack confidence is in fact because I have a level of insecurity. Mm -hmm. And what I did early on is part of my insecurity come from the fact of, you know, back then in them Jack Benny days, I would get a little fort. Not Jack Benny, it was called Little Fort. Sorry. Jack Benny was middle school. Middle school, yeah. Little Fort. The back in them Little Fort days, which they right by each other anyway. Mm -hmm. Back in them Little Fort days, I was bullied yeah. in school. I, I really know. was. Uh, I, and and legit, like, people would take my lunch money. I know. I said, you showed them. They, they'd take my book bag and, and dump it out and do all that kind of stuff. Now, again, hold back. on. So before I, get it, before I go any further with that, it wasn't like this was happening, like, every day. Like in the movies, you see, like, I dreaded going to school. <laughs> yes. I actually enjoyed going to school, but there were times But you when, didn't have any lunch. Again, like I said, <laughs> it wasn't like it was happening every day. Okay. But I had... I just see this little kid... I had instances... Getting beat up. Yeah. So I remember... For his lunch money. Yeah. I really was. Not beat up, but just like, you know, roughed up a little no, bit. No, you're going to have to beat me up to take my money. Well... They didn't I, have to beat you up. You just I gave guess, it over. You was just like, here you go. Yeah. Here you so, go, sir. So I dealt with that. I dealt with... I had bad acne. When I was mm -hmm. growing up, so I dealt with uh, my last name being Pepper. So I de dealt with you pepperoni, pepperoni oh. face. I dealt with all that pepperoni face. So, as you would assume, that led to a level of insecurity about mm -hmm. myself. And as I grew up and got older, I would say probably around sixth or seventh grade, uh, I started to grow. Right? <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> you were like six feet in middle school. Yeah. So. I started to grow and I became bigger than everyone else. And that pretty much ended that level oh, of that's gonna end that. that level of scrutiny. 
but that didn't that didn't stop my own personal mm-hmm. thoughts and fears, right? So what I did was I created a persona. All right, Sasha Fierce. Yeah, I created a persona, and what I would tell myself, and again, you know, y'all could think I'm crazy or whatnot, but just giving you real, it was like I would basically like it's like acting. But what I told myself was, all right, I'm going to get into this mode and I'm going to just let go. And I had, I had, to, I had to be young at heart to even accomplish this because as you older, you understand like, well, how I'm going to exit my feelings and not worry about them anymore. Mm-hmm. But somehow as a child that connected with me and I was like, when I'm going to do this and be this person – I'm not going to, I'm going to be confident. I ain't going to worry about this and that. And as a kid, I believed it, right? Yep. But as an adult, it sounds ridiculous. But for whatever reason. As a kid, you were able. Mentally, it worked. It truly did. It worked. And it was like, I was like, I'm the man. <laughs> I'm the man. And I had no, I had no even reason to feel like that, except for the fact of this is who I'm gonna create. Like I grew up watching wrestling, or yep. and, you know, and You're I a always big wrestling fan. I always love movies. So it was like these are characters. So I'm gonna be a character to overcome my insecurities. And to this day, now I don't. I'm 43 years old. I don't sit up here and, and go into something saying, "Oh, I'm the I'm the goat in these meetings." I'm the goat in these meetings. No, I don't do that anymore. No, but I can get to a place where I'm just a confident person, and that translated to everything I did. School translated to girls. Translated to you know anything. I'm like, and it's I funny. can do anything. And and it kind of and it kind of you know when we swing it to religion when we swing it to church it's like i can do all things through christ all right preacher. And it was like that's why when i got into church i'm like i understand that mm-hmm. because i've been doing it all my life yeah it's 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 funny because you 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 had that but you don't didn't probably didn't recognize at that time that it wasn't even just becoming somebody else, right? It was becoming who really was on the inside of you, yeah. Probably and bringing that out, overcoming of, the suppression, mm-hmm, yeah, and not being the person that they picked on, but actually pulling that greater part of you out, yeah, and walking in that. And it's funny because um, the the young the young kids now around the church always ask you how you pull me. Yep, <laughs> and that's how they ask me too. That's how they ask. They're like. First G, Mr. Greg. Because they'll look at me, they look at me and look at you and be like, nah. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. I don't think so. I don't know. How did this happen? Yep. How did this happen? And I tell them all the time, I'm like, this the key to speaking to women and y'all don't kill me. This is my own uh this is my own um um advice. Uh I believe uh women, men too, uh, they respond to confidence. And yeah. it's not so it's a fine it's a fine line between confidence and conceited. You know, I don't I don't mean you full of yourself. Right. I just mean that you are confident in who you are. That's yeah. what that that's what I mean by that. Yeah. And so it led to it led to us having a conversation because I let this this leak out the other week. You you uh showed up in my DMs on social media. I did show up in your DMs mm-hmm. on social media. And so. I tried to shut you down. So, yeah. uh, (laughs) So let's get into this story. Oh, Lord. So 
I remember Facebook having a game. It was called the number game. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember exactly what the uh It was something about was. ask a question. So it was like it was like you wrote in the comments. So someone was like, All right, y'all, I'm gonna try this number game, right? And you responded in the comments with a number, any number you wanted to pick. And the person had to go into your inbox and I think ask. But you asked me the question right on the page and I responded. Though, did I? I think so. But we responded. So what I look back, I look back at our uh, interactions. And it was about basketball. It was was about. It was was about about Kobe. Yep. And you and the funny thing was, I didn't even know you were divorced. And what you doing in my DMs? You, it, I told you it was a number game. <laughs> yes. I was doing it with a, with a lot of people. It wasn't. Okay. It, it literally wasn't. It a was flirt. not a flirt. Okay. It wasn't a flirt. Yes. It was like this is what we were doing. But when I, because I, like I told you, I wasn't. So you know we gonna get into this. My 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 life even after high school because it's it's a lot that's in between there, but it really wasn't a flirt. And I'll explain, you know, I'll get into the reasons why, but yeah, I had no clue you were divorced. And, but when I found out you were divorced and I had been divorced again, for several years, yep. the goat turns on, you know, <laughs> the minute you found out, I can't turn it off. I was like, well, well, Hey, what <laughs> are you now? Yes. And so we, we, you were, you said some good stuff. I did. In those DMs. I did. Wasn't I nothing remember, nasty. I remember you didn't want to date. You was nope, like, I said, nope, I, I'm not interested in dating. A, why do we, I'm not interested in dating. Why we need to call it a date? And I was like, well, I'm not interested in dating either. I haven't even met you. Yeah, that's what you told I me. I haven't met you yet. <laughs> I don't even know anything about you. I just want to get to know you. That's what I call it. I mm-hmm. said, so then if I, if I decide that, hey, let's try and date, I'll have some information first. Yeah. And then we had a conversation. For five hours. Five hours. Our first telephone call was five hours. And the rest is history. Yeah, we were married seven months later. We were married seven months later. It was insane. But we were married before, so we knew. We knew what to expect. We knew what to, to expect. A, to a point. Yep. To a point. So there's a lot in that. I, I just want to, I'm going to go ahead and skip because I think we have a, a thing coming up soon uh, during um, February dealing with relationships and stuff. Yep. So we may, cause we'll cover it. We'll cover some of that stuff. So we don't have to do that. February now is love month. Yes. So we're going to get into it. Cause I don't know if we're covering that first date. Interesting. Interesting. Are we covering the first date? Yeah, we can do that. Uh-huh. Interestingly enough, the first episode of love month is about divorce. Oh, that's rough, but <laughs> interesting enough. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a topic that people need to talk about. Absolutely. Because, that's so sometimes let happens. Me, let me get into the whole thing about graduation. So, I mean, and about living my life. So, I graduated high school. I actually graduated uh, from Waukegan High School in 1999, and it was very hot that graduation day. I remember that. I remember sweating through that stupid green robe that we wore. But I also remember, uh, you know, back in 99, people wasn't, wasn't – smart on the come up. I remember having a peppermint schnapps in a Sprite bottle. You know what? That I took to uh that I took to graduation. So, you know, it was that. Listen, listen, there was only a period of time for about six months when I when I drank. I used to drink, but not like I've only been drunk, I'd say twice in my life and not even not even like drunk drunk. 
because I never liked to taste of alcohol. It was it was a it was a, I was a foolish young kid thinking that in order to fit in I had to do this. But like even a sip of alcohol was just nasty to me. Was your mama when she was pregnant with you? You weren't you weren't meant to drink. No, I guess not. <laughs> Evidently, but you know it's funny because you talk about that and and then when you take things like comparing it. We don't compare, but I know sometimes people do compare to others and what they've been through. It seems like you've lived a charmed life, mm-hmm. but sometimes it, you know, the things that run underneath the surface can still be just as strong. Yeah, even because it, it, some people believe that in a black and white world, and it's never like that. I'm telling our kids that now. It's like usually everything you experience in life usually winds up in the gray. Because it's never just like in the movies, there's a villain and there's a hero. The hero is all good. The villain is all bad. Now, obviously, in movies in these times now, they're very much more nuanced. So I'll say that when I say like my life wasn't nearly as exciting as uh, some of these other people, that doesn't mean I didn't have challenges of my own to overcome Mm -hmm. and to deal with. Yeah, that's good. Let's. So can we move to... um the question, because I know we, we're kind of going on in time, and I want to move to the question um, that I asked you, and you told me you weren't going to, you said you're not prepared for that, but what is it like being a first G? Because that is... Um, That's a big question. It's, it's a question. It's a big question, and it's funny because I was telling you, I said, we, we go some places and and you know you get introduced as my husband and people are like oh you're so brave <laughs> you know? yeah you're such a strong man i get a lot of interesting to, comments to, so to be married to this yep. woman of god yep to be able to let your to wife to be able to let your shine. wife shine and, yeah we honor you sir and it is hard to do that <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard Sarcasm. to let me be who I was created to be. So before I answer that, uh, let's let me get into um, how I got into church. Mm-hmm. So my mom and them went to church sparingly, and I always went with. So I, my my story is this, is not different than a lot of people's story. I, I went to church little, thought it was boring, yada yada yada, hard benches. Uh, I actually the first church I ever remember going to was was a, this church, and they had the hymn books, and and it was just bad bad. You know, shout out to them. I'm not gonna say the name of the church, but that's 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 my first experience. That's why I got baptized for the first time. So, like I said, I was I was married before. Um, I'm not. Maybe I'll get into my experience as I, you know, when we even talk about divorce. But um, I was married before. I was married for about five years. I got married when I was. Ooh, how old was I? 25. I was 25 years old and got married. Um, and that marriage dissolved quickly. Uh, my wife lost her mother. And from that point on, we really, I mean, we, we, we probably rushed into it from the, from the get go. I, I didn't, I, my own ideas about love was, was warped and hers probably were too. Um, I can't speak for her, but I know mine were, um, so our relationship was going bad. I remember um, we were probably separated for about two years, uh, the last two years of we were technically married, but we weren't together anymore. But we still had a, a spot. 
So I remember one day I tore my ACL. Tore my ACL playing in a basketball tournament. Um, so I was laying up in the spot, uh, leg in a, in a crutch, surgery going, rehab going. And she was dating. So, yeah. Yeah, y'all. We was – it was rough. It was rough. So I was sitting on the couch with my leg in the sling. Uh, my marriage is ending, and I was like, like I said, I, I've been in church, and something just had me ask myself in my mind, like, how long, how much longer are you gonna you gonna play around with this? How much longer are you gonna not take this seriously? And it and it really wasn't. I I don't want to play it up as this huge like come to Jesus moment. God spoke to me. Uh, yeah, I heard God's voice. Uh, sometimes through, it's like that through but... the television. It really wasn't like that. It was as plain as can be. It was just I was thinking to myself, how long are you gonna you gonna keep playing around? Like your life is in shambles right now. And again, you know, I, I spoke with Pastor Josh about this, like train up a child. It's like I had a foundation in church, so I knew that that's where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. So I started coming back to JNAC. So, uh, you know, I, I had been in and out of JNAC years before. Again, we it's not like we came every week. But I started coming back to JNAC. I remember I was working uh, uh, when I got back on my feet. Um, I started coming back to JNAC. And I had just started working at... Uh, Comcast? No. Oh. No, no. Oh. I was... It was Comcast. You're yeah. right. Yeah, I was working at Comcast at the time. And I came back to church, and that's when I started taking um, church very seriously, my relationship with God very seriously. Mm-hmm. And six months later is when we had our conversation. Yeah. So, I remember seeing you. That's how yeah. you were even my Facebook friend, because I used to remember seeing you come in yep. to church on Sundays. Yep. Because you would be standing at the back in your Comcast uniform. Yep. <laughs> so I, that's that's how that got started. And a lot of people, especially my friends, thought, you know, when I told them I was getting married and all that, they was like, you just, you went to church to meet that girl. I'm like, <laughs> no, actually I didn't, brother. That was the Lord giving the Lord. me some benefits, I guess. <laughs> benefits no, to coming it, to Christ. It, it, me coming to church has zero to do with you. Yeah, it didn't. You, you um, were already here. That's the only reason why yep. I... Yeah, why I talked to you. You know, we met, we got married, we did all that. So back to your, and then come to find out you, your ministry. We had conversations even before we got married about where you felt like your ministry, you were headed. And lo and behold, you are now senior pastor of JNAC. Mm -hmm. And I am now a first G, first gentleman. That is what first G means, y'all, first gentleman. That is what they call the husband of a senior pastor. You know, I didn't know because, you know, women being senior pastors pastors, is rare. Yeah, we're a little behind in the church world when it comes to that. So how does it feel to be a first G? Like I said in the very beginning, that long the uh, answer is it's it's been interesting. It's been interesting because I never asked for this. And I'm not saying that I don't want it now. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that it's a lot. You know, yep. I remember one of the biggest things for me 
about being first G is how the weight of things just transfers. And it's not something that is said. It's not like something you sign or you agree to take on. It's just like your relationship with people. For me, this is for me. It just shifts. Yeah. And you I feel I feel more responsible, not necessarily for everybody and what they do, but just I feel responsible. I have a responsibility to them. So that is one of the first things that's really, really hard about being first G. Another thing about being first G is um, I never felt like I had to the come to Jesus moment or this and that. So it, it's kind of the, uh, I don't know what they call the syndrome, the not good enough syndrome. Is, is that imposter what Imposter syndrome. Yeah, the imposter syndrome where it's like me, really? A, a first gentleman of a, of, a, of a big church? But I got over there pretty quickly because I know God's able even when we're not. Um, but, you know, so that's it. It's just basically the people for me. That that that's what I feel the most. And, you know, if I the not spiritual answer about it is unfortunately when you get the title of pastor, because you know, you I've also been ordained as an associate pastor, not just first G. Mm-hmm. Um people's expectations of you become a lot different yep. and like what you should be doing and what you should do and where you should be and what you should say and all of that. And it, I never did well with <laughs> other people telling me this or telling me that, but I understand that when you're in the public limelight like that, and again, it's not a spiritual answer. So I'm not saying this is church. I'm saying this is the world idea of being a leader sometimes is hard to deal with because yeah. it's like oh we you went to go see the tyler perry movie huh well ain't that ain't it is it swearing in there is that rated r you know all that kind of silly stuff that you know yeah. i just don't want to deal with yeah but even getting back to your question just like how you dealt with i dealt with having a female senior pastor too because i'm married to you so i see all of the different reaction. And like you mentioned, one of the things is we would go and speak at different places. And when we come in and we have the small talk, you know, that's another thing I don't like about church. <laughs> I know there you hate small talk. Something, something about church where it's like, yeah, we got to hang out in the back and we got to talk forever and all of that. But, you know, whatever. I deal with it. Uh, I'm a little raw, y'all, so forgive me. But, um, Everyone has interesting, like they say things. Like literally a comment made to me was, you're so brave. Yeah, I know. Because you're, it's <laughs> like your wife gets all of the attention yeah. and you just play your role. And I'm like, is that hard to do? Like, why is why is that hard to do? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's that complex of men supposed to be out front and lead the charge and head of household and all that. It's like... Do you even know what that means? Yeah. Like, doesn't mean that you rule with an iron fist. Yeah. And it doesn't, because your wife is in ministry, doesn't mean that you're not the head of household. Yeah. The household is not the church. Right. So it's it's not what people try to make it to be. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. I, I always tell people, 
about how you even push me, you know, because yeah. there's a lot of things I wouldn't even be okay with doing. And I wouldn't, I, I don't even like to do and put myself out there. And you're always pushing me like, no, uh-uh, no, you ain't going to, you, you're not going to shrink back. Right. You're going to go out there. You're going to do what you're supposed to do. I try to, um, I try to engage the situation. No, I don't want people thinking I'm just pushing you to do everything. No, I do, you don't. I do try and engage the situation to make sure like, all right, is this really something you need to do? Because I know how difficult you got it. And that's the that's another thing about me being a first G is being a, being a assistant for you. You know, we mm-hmm. are in this together. So yeah. I gotta I gotta play my, my role. Paracletus. In, <laughs> I gotta play my role in making sure that you are always, you know, doing what you need to do. So yeah, that's 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 it. The 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 people are like I said are very interesting. So I always yeah. get a kick out of that. Yeah, it, it and it's funny because you know it's it's like people don't understand that we were made to help each other. Right. You know, um, we were made to be um, in harmony together mm-hmm. and even working together, but people seem to think that like. You have to, one has to be better than the other. Right. And I I don't think it's about that. I think that we fill in, number one, I think we fill in the gap for each other. You know, there's sometimes when I'm strong, there's other times where you're strong. You know, you cover me in ways that I don't even realize I might be uncovered. Yeah. You know, I I get to cover you in ways that, you know, that that I'm allowed to do so. We have that relationship and neither one of us is trying. I think that that's why our marriage is um, so wonderful. Not that we don't argue about silly stuff or, you know, get mad at each other about toilet seats being left up and things like that. But we have this. We get into that too. I never, uh, I never, I never, I never understood that. Don't take us off. We, We end in here. The, the whole thing of it is that we're not enemies right you know we are took a minute though it took a minute yeah one thing that that people may not know you know you had quite a few conversations with me early on yeah before we got married uh, no even after we got married where you felt like i wasn't in your corner oh you remember that that i wasn't on your i wasn't at your defense I i had a lot of i had a lot of proving to do well you sometimes one of the biggest issues, I think, with when you've been married before is that you're not always fighting the person that's there. Sometimes right. you still fight the person that left. Yeah, very true. And you have to be very careful in the fight that you're not um, punishing right. who's with you. Right. So, yeah, I, I could probably see that because I'm like, you're not in my court. Like you, I, I know, I know I have to be careful with what I even say to you right. about what people say to me or what people do, because yeah. you are the type that will pull I, up. I won't be, I won't be very <laughs> pastor like. No, you, you can, you can, I, I try to keep you saved. And sometimes so, that means keeping you from stuff. And it's funny because one of the one of the side effects I know we end in I know we got to do my my movies too. Yeah. Um one of the side effects of some of the things I dealt with as a kid even though that I was exposed to um is my anger. Um my 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 father had a 
had a temper. Mm-hmm. My actual father had a temper. Yep. And um, my stepfather was kind of insecure, so that brought out a temper. So I was always exposed to temper, and I had a temper. Not not nothing crazy where I, I just attack people or do something like that, but I do know that I can become a hothead, especially with words, yep. um, when I get provoked. Um, and that's something that I pray about, and that's something that God's bringing me through. And I am, I am 100% different than what I used to be. This in this space, but if I never was the type of person, that's why it affects me so much when someone will have a comment about you as a senior pastor or whatever. I always want to want to come to the defense, but it's like sometimes you just gotta gotta let it go. Excuse me, be silent because it's not the it's not the place to have a a quarrel with people like that. Yeah, yeah. That's good. How you feel about your meet the pastor? I felt like it was all right. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have. Where's didn't that have, confidence? I didn't have a lot of. I didn't. Well, because like I said, I don't. I don't feel like my story is is very. You know, oh, I need to find out about Greg and who he is. You know, I'm a silly guy. I'm a silly guy. I love me a laugh. I'm always going to bring levity to it. And I think that's another defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. definitely a defense mechanism. Sometimes my laughter, and, and it could be inappropriate, too, in situations where laughter isn't supposed to be acceptable. Oh, don't I but know it's that. Like, but it's like I get uncomfortable sometimes in situations, and the only defense mechanism I know is laughter. Yeah. Now, again, y'all, I— I'm 43 years old. I'm a well-controlled man. I'm not just going to be out <laughs> embarrassing people uh, all the time. You, but you. my the I had to be, be becoming first G had me work on my filter because I did not. You definitely needed that. Did not have a filter. No, you 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 think you do now? I think I do now. Yes. Oh. I think I do now. Okay. Okay. It's God's filter. Okay. I. But I tell you this, uh, I think the reason why you may think it's not is because, you know, a, a deeper conversation is what about the church, the religion traditions I really don't care for? That's a that's a deeper that's a deeper conversation where it's like, why exactly is this not acceptable? Kind of like hats. You know, it's like <laughs> Why can't I wear my hat in the church? Like, what's what's going to happen? All right. So tell us about these, because uh, <laughs> we're not going to get into all of this. I told you it's a different conversation. It is. It is. So, all right. So we winding up. We we had like 50 minutes. Yep. Top five movies. And now I get to judge you and your movies, which I already know what they are, but I'm going to act Do like you? I don't. you know them all? I think so. Okay. I think so. Do I have to name them in order? No. no. Um, okay. I'm going to rank them. Mine are in order. This is first G's list. Okay. All right. I cheated a little bit because in Josh's, in Pastor Josh's <laughs> episode, I said my number three. My number three is Titanic. Yes. I was going to say Titanic. Love Titanic. And I'll get into a little bit about the movies. One thing I don't get into people with is we have a little, little sidebar about them. So I love Titanic. I love the love story in Titanic. I love it. The backdrop of that love story being on the tragedy that happened mm-hmm. on the Titanic. Um, I love the 
anger that I feel for Rose not letting Jack get on that board with him. <laughs> I know and, you always get so mad. And letting him freeze to death in the ocean. Like there was Jack. there was room on that Jack. board. He tried to get on there. Every and time then, he no, tried he, to get on there, tried, it started. He tried like one time. She was like, oh no, it's it's not gonna work. <laughs> it's not gonna work. She did not. There's not enough room up here for you, Jack. <laughs> no, just stay down there. Stay there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I that, that I love Titanic. So number three is Titanic. But number five. Let's start with number five. Number five. It's a movie called Crash. Crash. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that in my list, but you're right. That it is won it. the Oscar in 04 or 05. I don't remember the year, but Crash is a movie about uh racial tension and about how uh nuanced the form of prejudice actually is Mm -hmm. and about how everyone has a form of prejudice. They just don't all view it the same. Yeah. So Crash is great movie, y'all. Don Cheadle's in it, Sandra Bullock, um, Brandon Frazier, Ludacris. (laughs) Go check that movie out. It's dope. I remember it. Number four, Avengers Infinity War. So fun fact it used to be my number four used to be the original Avengers because just seeing all of the Cap, Iron Man, and Thor team up together for the first time, Incredible Hulk on screen was just unforgettable. And that still holds a special place in my heart. But Infinity War just took it to a new level because as my as my son BJ would tell me, you like the villains a lot of times. I'm like, you do. it's not that I don't like, it's not that I like the villains. It's that no, you do. they always come off as cooler than the you heroes do. do. You always prefer the villain over the hero. Well, I love Infinity War because it was the, it was actually Thanos' story. It wasn't the Avengers story. And he wound up winning and accomplishing what he needed to accomplish. Now they came back and ultimately defeated him. Mm. But I just love it when a conflict both sides are weighted correctly. I guess can I, is that fair to say? That's fair. Where it's like the villain, like like your Law and Order series, where it's like the police they they bring them in. It's like now you now you know you did this, and they're like, you're right, I did, <laughs> I did do, I it. did it, <laughs> I did it. I'm sorry. It's like really, really, we're not gonna put up any kind of no fight opposition. whatsoever. Yep, it was me. I did it. <laughs> So number four is that. Number three, I said, is uh, Titanic. Number two, Avatar. Avatar, yep. Avatar, number one. Great movie. I love the concept of transferring your mind into this big blue person. Big blue person. (laughs) I love Pandora. I love the fact that the dude was crippled, but his mind and he got into the body and all that. Just love that story, man. And the story, I like that. Yeah. And if and and if you go to Disney, you got to check out the ride. Oh, the that, Avatar ride. The Avatar yes. ride. Remember how amazing that ride I was? I remember we waited three hours. Three and hours. I was ready to blow a gasket in that hot line. Yes, it was so hot. We waited three hours, y'all. Three hours to get on this ride for like a three minute ride. But the three minute ride was <laughs> it one was of insane. The best experience. I have never been on a ride like that in my life. Yeah, it's like you really flying. You are. It was crazy. It was really crazy. It was crazy. So number two is Avatar. Number one, you know what number I one is. I know what number one is. Number one is Predator. Yep. 
Predator is my number one movie of all time. I probably watch it 10 to 15 times a year <laughs> just because, I mean, it's it's just classic 80s macho, manly garbage. I garbage. mean, these dudes had muscles, baby oil. They they <laughs> spoke in, they had one-liners up the wazoo. Yep. It's just stick around, you one ugly. <laughs> no, well, we ain't going to say all of that. <laughs> if it bleeds, we can kill it. But my all-time favorite, Jesse Ventura, said in that movie, someone walked up and said, you're hit. You're bleeding, man. And he just responded with, I ain't got time to bleed. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> that is so ridiculous, but so awesome at the same time. So I know I know how silly it is, but yeah, Predator and and the alien, the Predator, the Predator. Like I said, I love a capable. Uh, you love a good villain adversary. So yeah, it was the Predator was dope. So that right. those are my top five. That's Do awesome. I, 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 this is definitely first G stamp of approval, but does it get your stamp of approval? It does. Crash is a little hard for me to watch. Why? It's just the racial tension in yeah. it, and it is. It's just. It, it's it's real. It is. And that's what's happening. People are getting killed on accident. And, you know, yep. like, it's just, it's just too much. Yeah. And um, Titanic, I do not agree, you know, with the, the, the whole he could fit on the thing because they tried. He didn't fit. Okay? What about the movie? You like Titanic? It's too long. It is long. It's three hours. So yes. is Avatar. Yes, Avatar was too long too, but Avatar Infinity, was really good. Infinity War was close to three hours. Yeah, all of your movies. Are you noticing something? Now, nah, Predator was a cool maybe <laughs> ninety minutes. It yes, was cool. it was. <laughs> yeah. It was. They didn't spend a lot. It was too much money on yeah. the special effects. They no, no special effects. It was too much money on them. <laughs> the makeup. Arnold. Arnold probably got like half the budget just for just being for in baby the movie. Yeah, and he got for it baby, for baby oil. oil. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yes, just because it's you, it gets my stamp of approval. Well, that's awesome. I like anything that's got your name on it. How about that? All right. Well, let me flip hats and step back into the host role. Thank you, co-host, for interviewing me, even though you didn't do a lot of talking. You let me do most <laughs> of the talking, which was good. I hope, Jaynak, I hope, uh, podcast listeners, that you guys uh, got something out of this. I hope that you was able to laugh, you was able to share, and was able to find out a little bit more about First G, your friendly neighborhood podcaster. So programming reminders uh, coming up next month in February. Like I said, we will have a month full dedicated with love. And ironically enough, divorce is my first uh, uh, subject. But you ain't going to want to miss that. And we're coming back with Marriage Corner, too, for that month. So last podcast was our first uh, episode of a week, of a monthly uh, thing we're going to do here with the Vons uh, called Marriage Corner, where they're going to be uh, – discussing topics about that the feedback for that has been awesome i hear y'all y'all was really there for us so i'm glad that you guys enjoyed that um keep listening to the jnac podcast make sure you subscribe make sure you like make sure you leave us comments make sure you tell me if it sucks or if you love it i love to hear it um and we out right we out we out so thank y'all for listening to first g talk more than ever on this episode yes you did uh i love y'all and i will see y'all all right next time love you guys bye